You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 576. When I started hearing you talk about the cost, how they're very similar, sometimes radio is even less. I was like, to me, that makes a lot of sense because we have three small kids. We're trying to design a life for ourselves that I'm not working eight to 10 hours a day just on the dialer. I want to be able to just like step outside and push my kid on the swing for a little bit, come in, take a few calls, you know, and have a lot of freedom and flexibility. That's what we wanted. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. Excited you guys are with us today. I got a little special treat for you. Some of the people out there that are listening are in a dynamic where they're doing real estate investment with their spouse. And so today, the couple I have on are going to add some value around a few practical things that they've done to manage that dynamic. But wait, if you're not married and you're like, oh, wait a second, I don't know if I want to hear that. Check this out. They've been in business for four months. They've wrapped up nine contracts already, literally in 10 weeks on radio, and they're brand new. So the second piece we're going to deliver to you guys is their story on radio. And how in the world do you get in? In the first four months of starting in business um, as a married couple, right? That's another dynamic and throw down nine contracts just off radio. Plus, they've got some other ones they've been doing off other stuff. So that's what you're going to catch today. So let's get into this. Christy and Jake Brewer, students of REI Radio, welcome to the show. Glad to have you guys. Hey, Hey, Chris. Thanks thanks. for having us. (laughs) So for those that don't know you, quick backdrop. Where are you guys located? How long you've been married? What type of real estate are you guys doing? And of course, we know you've been doing it for four months. Yeah, so uh, we're located in Columbia, Tennessee, which is about 45 minutes south of Nashville. Our market is Nashville and the, and the whole Middle Tennessee area. We've been married for 13 years, and we just moved to the Nashville area in June. So our kind of backstory is I was in law enforcement for 15 years. She was working at the church as a worship director. I transitioned out of law enforcement. My, I, I was kind of frustrated with the cap on money I could make. Um, I also felt like my purpose was getting further and further away from helping people on the street because of the positions I was taking. So we transitioned. I ended up getting a job as a construction manager uh, from a friend. I fell in love with the small business. I got to see the inner workings, see how powerful owning your own business can be and the freedom it can bring about. And so we literally just started praying for God to reveal a business that we could do together. Uh, we've always felt strong about working together. And so he did. And uh, real estate just started coming at us. I would say it was like through Instagram, as I feel. Like things just started popping up. But um, we started diving in. We read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And from then, it was like our lives had changed. Our mindsets had changed. So we started listening to podcasts, Wholesaling Inc., reading a lot of books. And we're like, yeah, this is it. Let's do this thing. And we never really got any traction in San Diego. Uh, We kind of dabbled with some things. But other than that, uh, once COVID hit, 
we were really feeling the drive or the draw to come to Nashville. And so we said, heck, let's just pick up. Let's take uh, equity from our house. Let's live and start this business. And at that time, we'd already become students of RAI Radio. And we knew, we knew that this was a great marketing channel. And we felt very confident that we can make this thing happen. So we did. And we got here. And then she started negotiating with the radio reps and crushed it. I love it. So I love what you said that really the initial vision was as a couple that you could do something together. It wasn't, we're going to go do X. Oh, maybe we should do it together. Is we're going to do something together. We just need to figure out what that is because you guys started with this vision of running a business together, which I love. So for those listening, right? And they're like, okay, if we're having like real talk, right? We probably know that most of the people working together as married couples, the ones I do, that's a challenge. I think it's a challenge for everyone. But some do better than others at navigating it and making it work. And so I want to jump right into some meat here on three things we talked about that you guys have begun to execute and move on in kind of this initial phase that you guys are working in. So the first one was this. You guys said you took the time to do some behavioral testing, things like Enneagram, DISC. Why is that valuable? And why should couples consider doing that? Yeah, well... Even though we've been married for 13 years, there's lots of aspects that we didn't know about each other. I didn't know how he acted at work. <laughs> he didn't know how I acted at work. We didn't know like what kind of responsibilities we would take on, that kind of a thing. And so it was just a way for us to learn more about each other and how we do work. How, how do we do in a, in a job situation and how do we make those work? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? those types of a thing. What are we interested in? What are we not interested in? So that way we can keep moving forward without getting bored, without getting angry at each other as much as possible anyway. And, you know, just, just learn our little nuances that we didn't necessarily know from day-to-day life. I agree with that. I mean, behavioral style testing fast tracks our understanding of other people. So if you're listening, like, For us as an organization, we will not hire anyone without assessing them. And actually, before we even do an interview, if you look at our job postings for positions in our company, it says, do not send resume, click link below and take this assessment because we realize that really 90% of what we need to know about a human being is underneath the surface. And the 10% that's the iceberg above the surface is what's going to come out in an interview process. That's why interview processes are flawed. And I want to resonate with you guys. I didn't tell you this when we were talking earlier. I will tell you, if someone said, Chris, what do you feel like has impacted your marriage more than anything that you practically done? In my top three would be the fact that my wife and I have sat down and taken just about every type of assessment that's out there. Because tell me if this resonates with you guys. I used to get frustrated at my wife for like a particular thing. So let's say in her situation, she's an introvert and we know introverts are slower in their decision-making. So if I want my wife to make a decision, I need to give her time where I'm a driver. I know always what I want to do immediately. So I used to think that that was a problem with my wife. But what assessments told me is that is a genre or a category of the way a certain aspect of the public works. And so rather than this going, well, this is a Jules thing, what I realized is this is an introverted thing. And so it went from not being personal to understanding that's just a dynamic that exists within people. 
So do you guys find that once you understand that, you realize, hey, she's not just doing this to annoy me. This is the way that her brain is wired, or this is the way his brain is wired. Are you guys seeing that? Totally. The big thing for me was she took the test first at a parole job. She turned out to be uh, six. And I didn't know anything about it at the time, but she brought all this literature home and explained it. And it's, she has, uh, the kind of joke was like, there's a committee in her head to make decisions. Like she's got to go around. That's a great way to put it. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) this was like two years ago after 11 years of marriage. I I get it now. And so I don't necessarily, she asked me a question. I don't need to come in and just solve the problem right away because I think I have to answer. I just have to allow her some time to think about it. Yeah. And I will say, though, it's important to take more than one type of yeah. test. Three. When we took the Strength Finders test, our, out of our top five, our top three are the same. They're in a different order, but they're the same. But then when we take, you know, the Enneagram, we're like <laughs> worlds apart from each other, you know, in totally different spectrums. Yeah. So I think it's important to take others, you know, DISC, I don't even know all the other ones that are well, out They there. all teach you something different. And so if you're listening, I'm going to rattle off some of the ones that have been most impactful for me. Again, we've named Enneagram. Again, you can find all this online. Strength Finders, I think is a great one. Another one is called Core Map, um, which shows your response under stress, which I think is, is really valuable as well. There's the Colby index, K-O-L-B-E. That's another value one. So those are a few to kind of take a look at and get started, um, which I think are really important for people to consider. So I'm 100% on board with this first principle. I'm Mm -hmm. letting you guys know like this was a game changer in my relationship with my wife. And I think it's important, obviously, in your partnership and your marriage. So let's go to number two, time blocking when you talk about business and when you don't. When you live in the same household and you're together 24-7 and your office is under the same roof as the kitchen table are with the kids, what have you guys learned here? Because I thought this was a nice little practical tip. Yeah. So with me, my mind's always going. I've got ideas. We're sitting down at the dinner table. We've got three little kids and, you know, it can be chaos. And I want to talk to Christy about, hey, guess what? Here's this deal. Here's what's going on. And she's just like, stop. I'm not taking any of this in. So she actually came up with the idea. She's like, listen, you've got to, when you have an idea, you just got to email it to me. So we have our separate emails under our company name. And so I will, like, I'll email her an idea, something where, you know, we need something done or just the the details about a property. And because she'll check her email every morning, Mm -hmm. I'll check mine. And so it's weird to, to think like that you know, because we're in the same house, we could just talk to each other. But it's a way to, to really separate ourselves from the home family environment and, and into workspace. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what I hear on that, which I think is super interesting, is you guys have created a solution that helps both of you, right? So Christy, in your mind, you're like, this is time with the family, right? And you're trying to tell Jake, like, we're not talking about business. We need to hear maybe about the kids' days at schools, et cetera. The challenge is with Jake, like any guy that's a driver, it's so hard to turn it off. And so you didn't just say, don't talk about it. It's you don't talk about it, but here's how you get out of your head. Email it so you can get it out. And then that will allow you to refocus back on the situation because you're far enough to know for guys, unless we somehow express that, it's just going to keep moving around. So I thought it was just such a creative, practical solution and how you guys are navigating by creating some great guardrails within your business. So... Let's lastly talk about org chart. This is kind of like 
what you see as the next step for you guys within the kind of process of working together. And I know you kind of pulled this from Michael Gerber E-Myth. If you've not read the E-Myth Revisited, I say it's a top five foundational read for entrepreneurs. But talk about what you're now working on. Yeah, so we had, uh, I had kind of um, a bit of an aha moment when I was reading that book. And he explains how he was helping this business. There were, there were partners, two guys, to kind of basically create an org chart figure out every role that or every hat that is, you know, within the business. And even though there's two guys doing it, just like us, mm-hmm. we have to figure out everything we're doing, taking calls, going on appointments, sending contracts, everything, and and figure out which one of us does it so that we know that everything in the business is taken care of. And at that and then once we see that, we can start seeing what we maybe we don't like, maybe what can be the first hire, the mm-hmm. you know something to get something off our plate, mm-hmm. and but if we don't create any type of organization like that and, and get things written out, it's just all up here, and yeah. you know. And if I don't explain it, then I just feel like it's just going to create a lot of chaos as we go on. And so since we're so new, I think it's imperative that we start this, get it done, and and on paper so that we can kind of see it and start mapping out. Because it's, know, the, it's the back and forth of. Do you do that or do I do that? What does that fall under? Because I'm not sure right now. Whereas like, if we talk about it, we have it all set up where we own it and we know what to do. I think it's great. We have a principle around that in my business and we call it always a point, a point leader. So you mm-hmm. never walk away from a task or anything that needs to be done, particularly when you're dealing with the group leader without going so Who's the point leader here, right? Because sometimes you might have two or three people that need to walk away and work on that particular thing. But we always say a point, a point leader every time. So I think that that's great as well. So, you know, Christy, talk about how you guys real quickly have divided up the business, right? A little bit about, you know, the difference in your personalities, right? Like who's more of the visionary driver, maybe who's more of the integrator detail, and then based on your behavioral style, like who's primarily doing what versus what in the business? What's that look like, Christy? Yeah. So Jake does all acquisitions. So every call that comes in from radio, he answers. Um, he sets up all appointments, goes out on those appointments. Sometimes I get to go with him, which helps with the disposition side, which is what I do. So I handle all of that, all the marketing aspects of selling the homes. So in between... Like he does all of our books, like all of our keeping track of expenses and that kind of a thing. But then when we're doing flips, it goes back to me for design. (laughs) And then he is construction. So (laughs) kind of goes back and forth. And that one we're we're kind of in between on of okay, who's gonna own it a little bit more as as that grows? Okay, will I start being more of the construction manager talking with you know, all the different subcontractors and that kind of thing. So yeah, we've kind of divided it that way. And that's what's working right now. We're not sure that that's going to work forever. Well, it will evolve but it's <laughs> a starting place because if it's not evolving, you guys are obviously not getting sharper. But I think, right. you know, people listening are like, I'm just, if I was listening, I'm like, well, I'm curious kind of who's responsible for what. But what we're also saying is, just because, you know, Jake and Christy do it this way, it's being based off the way that they're wired, which goes back to the assessment. So I could be talking to another couple and it could be completely reversed from the gender standpoint, right? So it really just depends on brain wiring around this. So I love that you guys shared this. Again, I don't really hear this being talked about as much. So when I had you guys on the day, I was like, you know, we got to hit on this. 
Because um, <laughs> you ever talks about the dynamic of working together, you know, as a married couple. And I salute both of you. Number one, you guys have the type of marriage that you wanted to create a bond. And Jake, tell me if you find this to be the case. There's probably a, a greater bond you're going to get with your wife because she's a part of something that's so important to you as a man, which is what you do, right? So I think you guys are going to create some incredible memories around this and be able to have a level of sharing that maybe a lot of guys wish they could with their wives because their wives are like, I'm not interested in the business. I don't care what you're doing over there. Yeah. So I think it's a really cool thing that you guys are going after. So let's yeah. put this over to radio. Those listening, okay. So let's get this story right. You guys have been in the business for four months and you started with radio. So my first question is, most people start with outbound, cold calling, text blasting, whatever. What made you guys feel the confidence to start with radio? And why did you go, you know what? I think this is the best thing to start as someone new to the business. And either of you guys can answer that, whoever wants to go. Yeah, I, I first heard you on the very first podcast you came on, Wholesaling Inc., to talk about this marketing channel. And I was just like... What resonated me with me was the inbound uh, marketing as opposed to like constantly being on a dialer, constantly handwriting letters, that kind of thing. And I also, we had kind of looked at like the expenses of direct mail. And, and so when I started hearing you talk about the cost, how they're very similar, sometimes radio is even less. I was like, to me, that makes a lot of sense because we have three small kids. We're trying to design a life for ourselves that I'm not working eight to 10 hours a day just on the dialer, I want to be able to just like step outside and push my kid on the swing for a little bit, come in, take a few calls, you know, and have a lot of freedom and flexibility. Yeah. That's what we wanted. So that resonated. I didn't even tell her about it. I think you were on again, like two to three weeks later. She's like, Hey, I just heard this podcast. This guy named Chris, he's, he's coaching on radio. And, and I'm like, I heard it. And we were just like, this is it. Yeah. We, we knew it. I was like, this sounds really cool because, you know, the idea of like pulling lists and sending mass mail. I had worked for nonprofits for several years and we were always sending out mass mail, you know, marketing pieces, fundraising pieces, all this kind of stuff. And it just wasn't that appealing to me. I was like, we'll do whatever we need to do to be able to get business coming in. But it was still like, ugh. So when I heard you talk about radio, I was like, hmm, I think we should look into that. And when I told him, he was like, I heard that too. I think we should do that too. <laughs> well, that's the other good thing about having partnership, whether it's marriage or not, is you get a little bit more confirmation when two people agree on something. So I always found that with my business partner that we can make decisions because I always had a soundboard. Um, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm over off doing this by myself. So I think that that's a cool effect. So people listening, you, you mentioned cost. Um, you guys are on two stations, right? Each station, you're advertising 100 times. So that means that literally you're playing uh, radio 260 second spots per month. That's great frequency. What's this costing you guys per month to do this? Being new and needing to be very careful about not spending too much in the beginning. What's your cost? Yeah, 1500 per station. So 3000 total. 3000 I mean, that's less than what I know a lot of people are starting off with on direct mail as well, which I think is key. So... You know, a lot of people always want to know, okay, what type of success you guys had? And I'm a KPI guy. So I like to give people really the real data and you guys and I were breaking it down. So here's technically what I see. You guys have been on radio for 10 weeks. Is that correct? 
Now, you didn't buy both radios at the same time. Did you, did you start with one and then kick on another? No, we started them at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> I love, it. I love it. it. If you're listening, this is super funny. Definitely go to YouTube and subscribe to Chris Arnold because you can see him, you know, Jake pointing over at Christy like that. That was all her. So, Christy, you're like, I'm going to go share. I'm just going to go and lock up two. Why start with one? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. So what happened was the way that the cumes came out and everything, I knew that I wanted a a wider audience. So um, we chose two country stations and the radio, like the company Cumulus that owns those stations had two stations. And so I really only had to work with one salesperson, which was an amazing opportunity for me anyway. And I love her because she makes it work. And It literally took about three weeks of negotiating with her. I got to go to lunch with her right away and just build up that rapport. You are meant for disposition. I just want to confirm. (laughs) We loved her. You know, she was great. So we just had a bond right away. And yeah. And then the rest of it was over phone. And to be honest, we didn't have a great connection when we were doing our like final negotiation on the phone. And so there were all these pauses. I just left them. I just let them be. <laughs> like, I don't know what she just said, but I just kept saying, this is the price that I want for that ad. This is the price that I want for that ad. And she just said, okay, I'm going to write it up and we'll see how it goes. I'm like, okay. So then I thought she was going to have to send it up to her manager. Right. And then next day she's like, Hey, why haven't you signed the contract yet? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> we have a contract. Okay, let's do this thing. So, and then we started a week later. It took a little bit longer to get our phone number all set up and everything, which we should have followed your advice and gotten yeah, that set up. Fourth that number. Because again, if you're yes. listening, what we mean by that is we put a unique phone number on each station and we do a vanity number, which means that, you know, it's just memorable. It's something that we purchased that people can remember. So you're right. That always takes a little bit longer. But again, the fact, Chrissy, you got in negotiated. And three weeks, two stations is awesome. So people always ask, well, how long does it take me to get up on radio? And I always kick it back and I go, it just comes down to what's going on in the head of the student. And you did the most important thing was you listened and you built rapport with the rep. And that's why you were able to close so fast. So I'm curious, Jake, at this point, what you like about radio, I heard is number one, set and forget it. I want to be able to go out and be with my kid, not smiling and dialing all day. What might be another thing at this point you're really enjoying about radio from a characteristic standpoint? I love the fact that the majority of people I talk to that I actually get to talk to, there's very little negotiation on price. They're motivated. They're motivated, but I think they also get a sense of that we're legit because we're on radio. I mean, the only other people on radio here are big, big name realtors. There's no you know investors that are on radio. Mm-hmm. And so... They look at us as like legit business. They have no idea that, you know, we've been in the business four months. They think, (laughs) oh, you're advertising on radio. You guys must have been around here forever. Isn't that awesome? That incredibility that you get. Yes. So that's what I love. And, you know, we average like 1.3 calls per day right now, which for me, like just taking calls by myself and then having to follow up. I mean, that's fine. I feel like we're, as we're growing, we're starting to get to the jog before we run kind of part. And so we, we hope to add another station here pretty quickly. But I, I love radio. I love the inbound. And I love the credibility it brings. Um, and I love the brand awareness. Like we, we definitely want this to be a brand, a company. Mm-hmm. You know, we spent some time on a logo and, uh, you know, because we really want this to be kind of a powerhouse 
company. You want it to be a respected. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I would say it's hard to build a brand if you're a spam artist and you're utilizing spam techniques. And again, I'm not saying they don't work. I think we'll all agree that things like text blasting and, you know, direct mailing work, but you're not building a brand. Again, you're spamming people. So you are like me. I understand and I'm playing the long game, understanding that what's going to win long term is the reputation of the company. And so I think that you're really wise to really begin with the end in mind. It says a lot about y'all's maturity already in the business in the sense of beginning to think long term because most people are going for the quick thing, right? Which isn't always right. So I love that. So from a statistic standpoint, you guys have been up 10 weeks. You have executed nine contracts. I'm doing the math on that. You guys are almost like one a week, which is crazy to me. I love it. At this point, you've already closed a couple of deals and pending and so forth. So let's take a look at what you have. You closed a wholesale deal already on the books, closed out for $7,300, right? You have a wholesale deal that's pending to close for $25K, which looks good. And again, we're all, I always tell whoever comes on to be conservative. So let's go a little bit lower. So that's $25K. You've got another hotel for 30K and then you got a flip that you're doing right now for 15K. Again, we're not looking at all nine deals, but we're looking at what's closed and what's about to close. So kind of the front end of what's happening over here in the next few weeks. Have you guys even calculated your dollar per dollar return? Because I think people are doing the math and going, okay, 10 weeks, right? That is uh, two and a half months. So three grand a month, that's eight grand. If half of that closes, I mean, y'all's dollar per dollar return is high. How do you guys feel about that? It's fantastic. Feel good. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I got to be honest, you guys' numbers over there. I was telling them they're, they're stronger than mine on my dollar per dollar return. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, there were during the election, we got bumped. Our radio ads got bumped, which is totally normal. We were okay with that. Um, gave us a little time to relax and, and get caught up on things too. So we've actually only spent um, just over 7000 so on our, and we've got 80, 80 leads from that. So we're like $88 a lead right now. So. That's a good number. So your cost per lead is 88 bucks. Yeah. Ours revolves around that 70 to $80 range in Dallas as well. So people always like to ask that number again, it's going to vary market to market, but you and I are pretty close on that, which is awesome. Super cool. I'm super proud of you guys. The fact that you're in four months and then you remind me, oh yeah. Cause again, I'm so futuristic. Uh, yeah, we just had elections and we're still dealing with challenges from the current economy with COVID. And I just had to remind myself, oh, yeah, you guys are doing this while we're going through two major things this particular year, which I always have to remind myself, oh, yeah, they're not even running at full capacity on radio yet because we're not under normal conditions. So yeah. Yeah. kudos to you guys. I love it. Yeah. So if you're listening, right? And you're like, okay, and I know how this works, right? You know, you talk about radio and then you know, we start to bring people on. And then what I hear now with students is like, uh, and people that join RER Radio, they're like, okay, I get it. It's one student after another. This guy, Chris, is telling us the truth. It's working. And I always remind people, like, I was invited into wholesaling to become a coach and I wanted to bring you my very best. And radio is it. It is one of the best marketing strategies I've ever put in place. So if you're interested, go to Wholesaling Inc dot com forward slash REI radio. Again, wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Book a call. See if your market is open. I got to remind people we have markets that are sold out. So if you're kind of on the fence, I tell people, you know, again, just being honest with you guys, at some point, 
in the future here, we're going to have all the markets sold out and that's going to be it. And then I'll be teaching and coaching on the next thing I got my back pocket. (laughs) I love it. So if everyone's listening and they're like, you know, Jake, Christy, you know, I want to do this thing, but you know, everyone deals with, you know, fear. Should I do it? You guys were talking about the value of making decisions together, but someone listening right now is on their own. They're an infopreneur. They're new to the game or they're trying to figure out what to do next. And they're like, should I do this radio thing? What, what would you guys tell them to help kind of make a decision that's right for them? Yeah, I would say book a call. I mean, she's, yeah. she, once she heard the podcast you were on, she's like, I booked a call. And they get, you know, Wholesaling Link's going to call you, Jake, me. <laughs> they're going to call you and, and talk. I was like, great. And from the get-go, all I felt was this uh, passion and energy for this business. And it was clear, like, okay, I feel like I'm, we're going to be part of a community that's going to help us thrive. And we we felt that all the way through, like even being in part of the alumni now with your coaching. I, I told Christy on the first one I, I was part of, I'm like, I got more value out of that hour yeah. than any any other thing that we've kind of like looked into. Yeah, you know. So yeah. book a call, and and I'll, I'll tell you if 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 your market's open and you're looking to just like boost your game or just start, it's going to blow your mind. It takes time. Like everything takes time to get going. But once you get that rock up the hill, look out because it's, it's rolling down quick. Yeah. But it's been amazing. The coaching program, like your videos, everything just walked us through step-by-step of everything, the language, the jargon, the, you know, all the different things that we needed to know to be able to sound like we knew what we were doing and to know that we knew what we were doing, you know, um, it, we can we can be quick studies on this too. So, so I love that we can take your experience and you know you're giving that to us and and helping us, you know, grow exponentially. So, well, it's an honor to serve you guys. And again, I just want to publicly praise you guys. Number one for being an inspiration today for couples who might be thinking about making the decision to work together. I'm sure some people listening today, this really got them thinking about that. And number two, I think a lot of people out there were like, wow, four months, all the contracts that you've done, these type of things really motivate us because it's like, well, if they can run at that level, I'm going to go back, kind of consider what I'm doing, not just with Raya, but as a whole in my business and know that is the speed you can move if you get in and focus and do what you need to do. So thank you guys so much for being on the show. And to the rest of you guys, As always, we appreciate you coming on. And until next time, we will catch you soon when we add more value. Talk to you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.